When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, this is a tripe supper looking ahead to Middlesbrough's game at Brentford this weekend. I'm Dominic Shaw, hosting today, tonight, whenever you're listening to it. I'm joined by Philip Tallentire to my left and, and Jonathan Taylor, who's with us, uh, also looking ahead to the weekend's game. We're, go- we're going to talk about midfield to start with because Mo Besic has been, dare I call him a revelation in the middle of the park since he signed from Everton. Um, John, you spoke to Adam Jones from Liverpool Echo earlier this week and spoke about the chances of Besic making his move permanent and whatnot, which we'll go into in, a, uh, in detail in a, in a in 10 minutes time or whatever but Phil just starting with yourself um, when Besic came in did you expect him to make an impact what did you see his role as being in the Borough team well I hope he'd make an impact and I, because we've seen too, you know, too often players coming and not either playing or, or, not, or not really influencing the team and really if you're going to make a signing in January they've got to be better than what you've already got haven't they and I think I think there was a feeling wasn't there that Borough lacked that bit of drive in the middle of the park you know probably haven't really had it for a long time now somebody who's well an energetic young fit um, player on the up so to speak Uh, and Bessage has so far ticked all those boxes I think it's helped that the system is seems to be gelling with everybody seeming to be in a position where they can influence it so you've got you know Grant or Adam Clayton you know in the middle there you've got Housen and Bessich either side and then you've got the two wide men who are both class players in their own right and I think it's it's the amount of times we've sat and talked in this environment about Borough's midfield just not looking right not quite clicking you know not performing from week week to week I think I think it's a great good that they've got Brentford coming next it's a, a chance to see how they can get on against a team who's at the right, you know, the right end of the table, and uh, obviously the, the bigger tests will come as well after the international break. But I think it's all positives with Besic. I mean, who knows? What, maybe there's a deal to be done in the summer um, if Borough can win promotion. Uh, but at the moment, it's just as I say, it's just pleasing to see somebody coming in in January who's actually better than what Borough already had, or or can make more of an impact. When you think back to last January, when you know Guardiola came in, for example, and you know you just scratching your head as to what, what the logic was behind that move. This this move makes sense and I think he's ticked a big box. What, what does he have then, John? What does he have that Borough didn't have before the sign? Um, I think the best... We, we've talked about it at length and what we like about him is that he, he knows exactly what his skill set is and he doesn't try and kind of deceive anyone and be what he's not. Um, I think that he, he offers a real simplicity in there in what he does, but it's, it's an effective simplicity. You know, he, he looks like he can do a little bit of, of everything. You know, I don't think, you know, I, I think that in this day and age you can kind of overthink needing to be a specialist at something. Best it just looks like he's good at everything. Um, you know, he, he, uh, Phil mentioned about kind of the balance, and I think that he is the glue to that balance of the midfield three because you're going to have either Grant or Clayton being the defensive screen, the, the one that's, that's kind of just in front of the back four. You've got Johnny Housen who, you know, by his own admission, is a better um, 
kind of attacking midfielder. He always says that he likes playing in the number 10, doesn't he? So that has given him the license to go forward. And Besic is the one that kind of can do a little bit of both, stitches it all together. When when Grant goes forward, he drops back. When Besic, you know, when, when Halston doesn't go forward, Besic goes forward. So I think that it's, yeah, it's, it's that... Um, it's that kind of adaptability I think that Borough haven't had in there for a long time they've had a lot of players that are kind of similar um, he is someone that seems that whatever the whatever Borough are lacking he can um, provide I think I think I think credit to the club for, for identifying Bessage and making it happen because it was clear well Bessage said didn't he that he'd had he'd had clubs interested from abroad he didn't say where um, but he previously played in, in Germany and Hungary, hasn't he? So he's, uh, and obviously he's, a, he's an international, wasn't uh, international. But I think credit to Borough for making it happen because I remember us talking about it in January when Pulis was saying that he's only going to use the loan window, um, and, and and that limits you somewhat in that if you're going up to the Premier, you, you want to bring in players who are going to make your squad mm-hmm. better. Now you go up to the Premier League and you think there's obviously the the option of bringing in young players who aren't getting the game for the for the top. For the top teams, the lad who's on loan at Ipswich, I forget his name from Manchester City, who's made an yeah. impact there, the winger. Selena. Or yes, yeah, yeah. So you see, you see players like that. But then we've had, we've seen examples, haven't we, with the likes of Milos Velkovic and, and Bruno Zuccolini When you mm. can tell that they're really talented players, yeah. and that even Jack Stevens has gone on to be a Premier League regular. But at the time, are they ready to come in, step up, and, and actually improve the squad? So then your other option. Is bringing in players who are out of favour and with a point to prove, but I think a identifying those players and then b making it happen mm. is, is 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 difficult and, and credit to Borough for doing that. And I think also with Besic, he's he's coming in and he's he's not a player who's treated, treating it as you know. And this is a former international footballer who's played at the World Cup. He you know was drew absolute plaudits for marking Lionel Messi out of the game, although Messi scored in the game. Um, yeah, he's, he's clearly been happy to drop down at the Championship. He'll realise that he's better than the standard, and he has looked far better than the Championship player. But I think you know he's going to look at it and think, well, this is a win-win for everyone involved. Yeah, and it, I think the only reason he has dropped down at the Championship is because of the injuries that have kind of blighted his last couple of years. I mean, the feeling on, on Merseyside is that if he was was fit and hadn't you know carried a, a few niggles down the years, he, he probably would be a starter at the Goodison Park. So I do think that. Bringing in a player on loan, as you as you say, is a bit of a gamble. Someone certainly with an injury record, and clearly, you know, his, his hamstring continues to be kind of in the background, doesn't it? Borough are trying to nurse him through. He's clearly a player who hasn't strung you know games together. Certainly this season, very much at all. He's only really played in the Europa League for Everton. Um, but when he is fit, he is a cut above, and that I think that's what that's what you're showing, isn't it? The um, the. the in, in terms of his place, then obviously he's, he's nailed that down. Grant Ledbetter was missing the last couple of games with suspension, uh, which allowed Adam Clayton to step in, uh, which presents Tony Pulis with a problem, or not a problem, a decision to make this weekend. And, and it's difficult to see where he'll go, I think, because Grant Ledbetter has been an absolute regular when he's been fit and available. But Johnny House, and I think, has really benefited from more message coming in. Yeah. And Adam Clayton playing gives them two both the license to move forward and obviously play with that bit more freedom. So what does he do this weekend? I think he's I, I, looking at it from the outside. I, I get the impression that Pulis is a big Grant Ledbetter man. Just likes everything about him, the way he approaches the games, the way he presents himself, his attitude on the pitch, his driving determination, his no nonsense approach. And that's not the denigrate Adam Clayton who's, who's many of those things as well. But I just get the impression, don't you, that when he came in, he he seems to target a couple of places the people who he could he could you know the old cliche who'd have it, he'd have in the trenches with him and the Stewie Downing was obviously one who made a big play about praising didn't he but also Grant Ledbetter you felt that he liked he liked everything that Grant stood for and so I, 
I mean, it's all, it's something, you know, you, you can lose a fortune trying to second guess a manager, but I'd be very surprised if Grant doesn't get the nod tomorrow, if he's 100% fit. Um, as you say, you can't say Bessie's being dropped, you know, for all for the reasons we've just discussed, and you can't you can't really say Johnny Housen being dropped because you know I mean he was he's put in a few outstanding performances lately, hasn't he? Against Leeds, he was monumental. I don't know whether that was motivation or whatever, but um, you just think out of the players that are vulnerable, it does feel like Adam Clayton's the one who's been the unlucky guy more often than not. How many players are undroppable now? Um, I think, well, I think the spine of the team is there. You've seen. I think it's t- it took him a while, didn't it? I think to, mm. to find the spine of his team. But I th- he clearly he's, he's got Ayala and Gibson. You know, Ayala fitness permitting. He's got Besic, I think, who is virtually undroppable. And then you've got for the four, you know, Triori and Bamford. I think it's only them four really. But the shotting. Yeah, yeah, probably shot on a right back to fair. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that they they're going to be ever present, but. But the, their positions can change. I yeah. think you feel though you, that the, the team almost picks itself at the moment. You yeah. know, I, 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 in the back five. I mean, I can't. I can't, I, can't I can't say why it would change anything at the moment. Borough finally winning matches. All right, you could say it wasn't particularly pretty against Birmingham. You know, um, you know they, they haven't always played champagne football, but promotion races aren't about that. They're about winning tight games, and Borough started doing that. Um, and yes, there will be tougher tests to come. And I do think, you know, we've sat here and we've praised the midfield and we've praised Tony Pulis. You can't underestimate the importance of having an outlet like Triori. And we've discussed it many times. To have that sort of player that just scares the opposition to death. I think you take Triori out of that, you're on about players that are undroppable. You take Triori out of that system and you kind of think it's a lot more one-paced. It, it is, but I, I think it's equally simplistic to say that Borough are a one-man team now. I think that if you look at, at Pulis, certainly in the last few weeks, I think that every department has improved and he has improved them. And it, through that kind of selection, in the consistency in terms of selection, I think that he's allowing um, the players to excel. I mean, if you look earlier in the season, we all looked at that Borough squad and said it's you know fantastic squad. It's more than capable of finishing top six. Never mind top six, maybe even top two. And you do think now that I mean, one of the first things Pulis said when he came in was that he wanted to get a bit of consistency and build momentum from that. He wanted to fa- stumble across what is roughly his eleven and run with it. And you just kind of wonder whether that's been the big failing of Borough's first half of the season under Gary Monk is well, whether he had that. too many options. Yeah, well, I think I mean, I mean you, you, you look at the start of the season and. and Four, you were, you four get, formations in six matches. Patrick Bamford, Adam Clayton, Ashley Fletcher, Marvin Johnson at times. Lewis who Baker. Were, who were missing out on the squad altogether. Well, now mm. you're looking and you're thinking, Pulis is probably one, or certainly was last week. He was one. Uh, Fabio came back last week, so Fabio was a 19th man. But had Fabio not been available, he was one more knock being mm. away from... from Putting a kid in, from putting yeah. a kid in, the yeah. and, and by kid you mean really untried and untested kid, because those who were knocking on the door as such, like George Miller and Marcus Tavernier, are out on loan. So I mean, Tyrone O'Neill went to Sunderland, mm. didn't he? He yeah. travelled to Sunderland. And you understand when when he came in and he said, "Oh look, I like having." What did you say? Did you say like Small having eighteen squad. or yeah. twenty-one yeah. with a couple, of, a couple kids. of kids? And actually, you can start seeing that now. And, Albeit clearly, like um, Rudy Gusted's injury was was terrible for the player and at the, you know for Borough at the time because he was the, the the blueprint. But I think that having a few first team players out injured has actually helped focus minds and helped focus Tony Pulis on right what my options are limited. So I'm going to have to go with more or less this twelve or thirteen players. And I think well, that Borough's forms helped. Well, I think I think it's it, for a club in the Championship, particularly or the lower, lower end of the Premier League. While it's a desirable to have two players for every position, it's, it's, there's a little bit of hubris involved in that. 
because you're effectively saying 11 first team players will be will be either on the bench or out of the squad altogether every week. You can't you can't keep a squad together in this division where you've got potential first team players missing as you've rightly said Dom not even making the 18 week after week you know Adam Clayton I mean Baker went five months yeah I, you know at the end of the day you know I think there's a huge amount of overthinking things in football these days and Gary Monk for me represents a lot of that and you know you're absolutely right he was fishing around for a formation he was fishing around for a starting 11 you know the, the reports that he was dropping players to find out how they would react to the you know what's the, I think Tony Pulis is the opposite of that. His simplicity, isn't he? He's, mm-hmm. You know, you mightn't agree with everything he does, and you know, he's, he's had a stroke of luck. I mean, I think Triori's ban being overturned has been a massive stroke of luck for Tony Pulis and for Middlesbrough and for the player, of course. And you know, you, you, you take Triori out of the team for four matches, and I do think it'll have an impact. You could say Borough might still have won those games, but I'm not so sure. Um, but the point is, Tony Pulis is looking for simplicity all the time. He wants a system that works. It's easy to understand from the players that are within it. You look at you look at the team on the pitch, and you can see how it's working. Can't you? I mean, there were times at the back end of last year where you'd go to a Borough game. You know, you think the Millwall match, for example, and you think, I don't know how this team thinks it's going to win this game because they don't look as though they know how they're going to win the game. The positions didn't really make sense. The players looked dis you dis, you know disjointed. There was no lack of effort. I would never accuse them of that. But you know, and I think what Tony Pulis is doing. Is is you can call it old school? You can call it you know. It's plenty of strengths, isn't it? You've got a squad. He's picked who he likes. You mightn't agree with the players he necessarily picked, but he's he's the man in charge. He picked who he likes, and he's told them to go out there and deliver. And on top of that, I think, I mean, you you mentioned the Millwall game. You remember the kind of the the Adam Clayton's family's tweet or whatever saying, you know, why is the best midfield in the championship not? And so there was kind of a, a, a kind of a bemusement, certainly a kind of disappointment amongst the players that weren't being picked. But the mood around and Rockcliffe, Adam Forshaw's quotes, yeah, and Adam Forshaw as well. Now, if you go to Rockcliffe today and ask, I mean, pretty much they know the starting lineup, but actually those that are outside of the eleven will probably have no real disagreements with being outside the eleven because they'll look at it and say, well, actually, the, I understand why why I'm not in it at the minute. Someone like Britta Sombolonga, case in point, I'm sure will come into him. Yes, I think he'll be very frustrated about how he's fallen out of the picture a little bit. But equally, he'll fully understand why he's not in the starting lineup because of Patrick Bamford's form. There's not that kind of under undertone of um, like discontent has gone and confusion. I think mm. that's, the, that's mm. the key thing, isn't it? It's clarity rather than confusion. Um, just want to talk about Lewis Baker then, because obviously he's one of those who who started the season as a as a, as a regular player, ten, 10 appearances in the bounce, and then uh, was was just kind of cast out five months nowhere to be seen and, and it, it did sit, feel inevitable that he'd go back to Chelsea in January particularly after Tony Pulis had said that it was, it was, it was there was every chance of that being the case um, now obviously he, he's come off the bench the last two games now again it, it, that's probably to do with the fact that Pulis's hands have been tied by injuries and suspensions mm-hmm. and whatnot. but did a bit on him earlier this week and I was looking back to the guy who covers Chelsea for Football London and he was talking about Baker as a centre midfielder which you forget about really because I think we've only seen him or thought of him as a number 10 this year mm. now Pulis doesn't play a number 10 so it, it, it's centre midfield where Baker now obviously that, there's a problem with that and that Borough have got four other very good options um, but, the, but that's something else for Pulis to consider in that area of the pitch isn't it we were talking about Bessic and mm. Housen and Clayton and Lebanon yeah I just wonder we were talking about this earlier in the week I just wonder whether it, 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 it's from a purely practical standpoint Tony Pulis needs to see Baker close up 
in a league situation before he makes a final decision on him. I'm not convinced that uh, Chelsea necessarily see a future for Baker at their club. And it might be a similar situation to Bamford where they eventually decide we'll cash in. Now, Borough might have... You know, Tony Pulis might think, well, this is about one and only chance to sign this player. So, I'm well, there was a suggestion, wasn't there, that the Borough could make the deal yeah. to yeah. one? So, I just wonder if, you know, and then he, obviously the middle of a promotion race isn't the time necessarily to sort of give players a run out just to have a look at them. But I just think he, he, that could be the reason why we've seen him because, as you said, the, he didn't go, go back in January and then he disappeared out of view completely and we were kind of almost self, you know, joking and saying, Where, where's Lewis Baker this week? You know, has anyone seen him? And, uh, so I just wonder if that's the process. I, 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 just from what I saw of him earlier in the season, I didn't think he really took his chance. There were some nice little moments, little bits and pit cameos here and there. You know that well taken goal um, was that QPR, I think was it. Um, but there were, there were little moments. But I never thought looking at him that you know he was a player who really knocked on the door and says I, I'm undroppable. Well, I don't think senior was seen as quite the killer in the summer. Yeah, well, I I don't think he was terrible in the season. I think that you could probably point the finger at every single central midfielder in that Borough squad and say, well, they didn't take the chance. They weren't knocking on the door either. It was. Odd. I think he offers something. He clearly offers something. Well, he's you know, different, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he is. The four. And and if you you know if you're talking about what you want on a bench, you want someone that that can go on the pitch and do something different to what you've already got. Which, but earlier in the season, I mean, I remember that that Borough had like two centre backs on the bench, didn't they? Rather than a Baker, and it kind of just stank of what's going on. But I think he's a clearly talented footballer. He's clearly got an eye for goal. Confidence player, as he probably is. He's still a young lad as well. I think that. You know, I, I was bemused by the way that he dropped out under Borough, uh, under Garrett Monk and Pulis. Yeah, I do think it's to a degree, you know, the options elsewhere and his lack of them has given him a chance. But I, I think why not? I mean, he's I clearly a good player. I mean, I, I don't look at it from his, sorry, just quickly, quickly don't I look at it from his point of view, and I think it's been a wasted year. Oh, undoubtedly. Mm. You know, yeah, he's, he's been in, he's been in Holland. You know, he, he probably desperate to prove himself in this country. I'm sure he was and. You know, he's, we're going to get to the end of the season. It's unlikely that he's going to play many games between now and the end of the season. You know, there aren't that many games left after all, and he, he, you don't see him start at the moment. So you look at it from his point of view. He's going to he's, this season's pretty much a write-off. He didn't really take a chance. I, I'm not saying for a second he was terrible. By the way, at the start of the season, John O'Reilly says there's a lot of players who flattered to deceive. Um, but I, I just think you know, his aim this year. This if, if you're if you're you know, if you're him, you're thinking, right, 2017-18, I need to play 30 to 35 first-team games, starts. You know, if, you know, and whether that's the top end of League One or, or League or the Championship, I need to play. And he's going to end, look, look at this season and think, well, I had a few run-outs. I didn't do too badly, but I didn't really, you know, for whatever reason, the manager didn't think I was worth a, another run in the team. And so where does he go again next season? Well, if you read between the lines with Baker and you think there's that two-year deal, mm-hmm. Chelsea clearly looking at that and thinking, well, if Borough were nailed on for promotion at the start of the year, or certainly looked mm-hmm. at it that way, didn't they? So if they're thinking, if we can get if we can get him a year at Borough in the Championship, he impresses, he stays there and he does the job in the Premier League. And then they're in a good position then to decide, aren't they, well, yeah. can, this, can this player cut it? When in actual fact you're looking now and you're thinking the chances are that... He, he might have to go back to the championship on loan again next yeah. season. But yeah. then, I think, you know, Shalabar, for example, when Shalabar was at Borough, he was tidy. He, mm. he was a good player. But I would never have predicted at that point that he would go and impress no. as much as he has done at times in the Premier League. So it is so difficult to, to, mm, to no. say. I well, yeah, when I saw him for Watford, Shalabar, he looked a world beater. Yeah, He was the one everyone was looking at, yeah. you know, like a Nathan Aki, but... I understand why Baker 
is still at Borough. Like, I do understand that. I think that realistically, he fell off the, completely off the pitch with the monk. I mean, what who could he have gone to in, in January? I understand. I understand that you know he, he wants to be playing football, but he is still very young, and, and you, you probably looked at him. Thought, well, there's a chance under a new manager that's just come in, new regime, that I, I could, you know, force myself into the reckoning and, and be part of a squad getting promotion. I mean, so it's it's it. He's very young. I mean, he's 22. Yeah, but he doesn't need. No, but he doesn't. It's not imperative that he plays 30 games this season. You know, he, no. you know, he, he can go well, next think, season. I feel like you're getting to that stage well, when you're 22, yeah. 23. You get in the stage. You are. But he's got time in his side, and, and the equivalent. I mean, bearing in mind that no one was talking about him, the alternative was he goes back to Chelsea and then goes out on loan to a, a Bolton or, or whatever at the bottom end of the Championship. I understand why he's presumably backed himself and stayed at Borough in an environment that's going in the right direction. Be part of. Will try and be a peripheral part of a promotion picture. Have that on his CV, albeit he didn't. Really, he hasn't really contributed massively to it. And then go again in the summer. I understand why he hasn't just completely you know, gone back and, and given well, up. Pulis but he hasn't been played for the twenty-three, has he? No, uh, but, but, which Pulis, is strange. But Pulis said, didn't he? It's up to Lewis. Yeah. So that's a, yeah. And I think his words were, if he, he can get his head down. Well, mm. He's clearly done that. And, and I thought the fact that he brought him on at Birmingham. At one nil up, Borough's back to the wall. Back to the wall. They mm-hmm. haven't got in Birmingham's half. God knows how long had them. Uh, and the fact he brought him on then suggests a, a, a certain air of trust in him. Doesn't yeah, it? and I think there must be a player there. And I, you know, you, I'm always wary about judging players on what we see. You know, because um, in the short term, I mean, because you know, look at Borough's players before and after Christmas. You know, Bamford, the classic example, he looked short of confidence. He was wandering around the pitch, didn't know when the next ball was coming to him. And when it did come in, his confidence was down, so his control was a little bit off. You look at him now, you know, those goals against Sunderland, outstanding finishes, the goals against Leeds, outstanding finishes. A different player. You know, Lewis Baker could be a different player with the right manager behind him. So, so I mean, that might be, you know, that might be that might be something we see over the next couple of weeks, you know, during the international break, you know. But have been touch wood pretty lucky with injuries so far. Um, you know, he might be the sort of player who could come say say worst case scenario you lost to Howson or you lost to Besich. Could 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 Lewis Baker be the player who who's a little bit more than just a holding player? Yeah, that's good. Come in and come in and, and, and impact. So it might be it might be smart thinking by Tony Pulis. You know, the thing we don't see, and I think we always have to qualify our statements about players, is that we don't see what they're like on the training ground, whether they've got a good attitude or a bad attitude, you know, whether they've been sulking around the place or whether they've been knocking on the manager's door saying, come on, I'm excited, I want to play. You know, it's, we don't see that stuff, do we? So we don't know whether or not he, you know, he talked himself out of a place in the team. Maybe he, you know, he was a bit chewy. We don't know. Um, but I, don't, I don't believe that in the case of No, me. I'm not saying it is. I, I, I think that Pulis would have binned out anyone like that already because he said all through his career that, you know, he's... You know, if you look at the, the yeah, look at the very, very big characters down the years that he has kind of just got rid of because he's clashed. And I think he's got that. He had a famous quote, didn't he, where he said, "There's only there's only one place for a Billy Big Bollocks at this club, and it's me." Type thing. So I've no doubt. I, I think it's refreshing. Yeah. The, the, the whole message of Baker. Pulis might have said to him in January, like he said in the press conference, "Get your head down, and we'll see what happens." And and with that in mind, I understand why Baker has thought I'm going to stay at Borough rather than go into a, a bottom six team and having a scrap for my life. Well, actually, he probably wouldn't get a game in a bottom six team as a luxury player, would he? The Jack Harrison is a, a, again another player on loan um, from from a from a top end Premier League club. I think I think there was always a case to be patient with Harrison. He was never going to come in and be an overnight success. He hadn't played a lot of football when he came because the American season had finished a month or so earlier, uh, and he obviously hadn't hadn't played in the championship before. 
But I'd have expected him to play a bit more mm. by now than he has done already. I was more mystified by that signing than Bessic. Only not because he's not a good player, I'm sure he is, just because of the fact that uh, the, A, the lack of football, but B, the fact the lack of experience at any sort of level like this. Um, I didn't see how he fit in this season. You know, Burrow were pretty, you know, down in. Downing was doing well. Triori was starting to look a bit better. Um, and there's no doubt that Burrow needed. They needed definitely. Yeah, needed yeah, yeah. No, that's true. I, I, I'm not disputing that. But I just think you know, if you're gonna, they needed somebody who was ready to go straight in the team, didn't they? At the time we discussed it at length in January. That um, so, I don't quite know how this is going to work out for Jack Harrison. I kind of think Burrow, from Burrow's point of view, it's fine. They've got a player in the door. They're having a good look at him. There's a good chance he'll stay for next season because he ain't going to go back to Man City and play any games. So they might think, we'll I mean, just get him up to speed, he gets a pre-season here and he's ready for next season, depending on which division we're in. From the players' point of view, I don't quite get it. He's, you know, the, the MLS season finished whenever it was, was it October, November? He hasn't really kicked the ball in anger. By the, by the time we get to the end of the season, you're going to be talking about six or seven months. You know, he's, got away, he's going to go away with England with the 21s. His chances of playing those matches have got to be slim, just for the sheer fact that he hasn't been playing any football. So I can understand it from Burrow's point of view, but I don't quite see what he's getting out of it at the moment. Um, you know, if he was going to train every week, he might as well stay at City and train with them. But is it not the learning experience yeah, of seeing is. what the championship's all about? We learn more from training with Man City. I mean, well, and you, we don't, we you, would, you would in terms of a football education, but training with Man City for six months, for example, if Borough don't win promotion, doesn't necessarily lend yourself lend itself to coming in. And, and he wouldn't have been training with Man City. Would he? he would have been training with Man City's kids or, or whatever. I mean, he, he's at a championship club, who are clearly a, a top six championship club with a manager like Tony Pulis. And it is, you know, it's testament that actually it was Man City who got on the phone to Borough about Harris and not the other way around. Man City said, "We're signing this, mm-hmm. this kid. You can potentially have him for for next year as well." Something mm-hmm. that Pulis said. I thought just thought it was a no lose. Like. I think Borough did need a winger, and that's the I only surprise. Well, I know it was for Borough, but I, I still don't think we'll see what he gets out of it, really. Well, he wouldn't have played at Man City. No, but he could have gone somewhere he would have played. Where would he have played? Without, without, I'm sure he would have got a game with a championship club, potentially. But if he, if he, came, know, if he came in and played badly twice because he's not up to speed and he's been used to the MLS, then all of a sudden he would have been written off. I think it's been good management you know, to, to bide his time and say, look, he's probably not going to play a great deal between now and May, but next season he certainly might do. I'd be surprised if you said to Jack Harrison when he walked through the door at Rockcliffe um, will he be happy not to play any games between now and the start of next season competitive games and he, I'm sure he wouldn't have said yes that'd be fine by me No but I think, I think with that, that, that probably wasn't the plan but I mm. think he's been a victim of Traore's excellence and Downing's consistency so really you can't make a case for him having started No, no, no. What I'm surprised about is there's been times in games in the second half of games when just, just looking on. Obviously, those down in the dugout know far more than that. Yeah. Looking on, the game has appeared to lend itself yeah. to that sort, yeah. to fresh legs in the front third. We've seen it with Brett Sombolong, the like for leg changes for for Bamford. We know that Pulis does like to, um, you know, bring the make the Clayton change or the Craney change, uh, and it might it might well be that it's not Harrison. It's just the type of player he doesn't like bringing on. But I'm surprised we haven't seen him from the bench on a few more occasions. Mm. Or you just wonder if he's actually further behind than what Pulis thought he might be. It, whether that's the surprise because I'm sure that uh, the games you mentioned that he probably would have put a win on. But would the damage of putting him on be actually far greater than? That was always my caveat when he arrived. Not that he wasn't any good. It's just the fact that his lack of experience and, and lack of games was, was was two massive crosses in the box against 
what he could do for the team this season. And at the time, we were looking at signings in terms of how do you get a team that's 7th, 8th, ninth up to 4th, 5th, 6th. And it was, it was by bringing in players who could make an impact. And they've done that with Bessic. But I didn't see at the time, and I still haven't seen it, that Harrison could do a similar thing. As because we've said, he's got no experience of championship football. His last competitive games were in November, October, November. And he's still a very raw player. So, as I say, probably a good deal for Borough. But I get, I'm just, my caveat is that it's not a great deal for him personally. But then again, I do take your point where could he have gone where he would have got more football? What Pulis said in his presser today um, before Brentford was quite interesting when he was speaking about Dimmy, about how. He wants people in the group, he wants the group to be a good, have a, I sound like Gary Monkey, yeah, don't I? The group and the grass and the project. Strike. <laughs> the, um, he, he wants the harmony of the group to be very good and he wants good eggs essentially around, if you're not in the first 11, he wants good people around, that's why he was explaining why he gave Dimmy a new deal and, and I think that's a learning thing for Harrison, to be part of a, um, a, a kind of a progressive professional group between now and May who are going for promotion the whole experience of that I think that actually will set stand them in quite good stead you know, rather than being in Man City's reserves where they're all probably you know, doing keepy-uppies and then just you know they're not playing you know, you know comp- comp- in a competitive environment Besic and Harrison then um, with Besic if, uh, is the only chance Borough have of signing Besic winning promotion with Harrison you know are they more like are they still going to want to Taking it to a second year if they win promotion. Yeah, I think they're opposites, aren't they? I think Besic is clearly a top flight player, so he will be playing in the top flight somewhere next year. Harrison, you know, given that yeah, he's he's probably not going to kick the ball, is he? I still think that he's probably got another year in the championship in him of actually playing. Now, if he has not between now yeah, and May, it might be next year. It's a really good question that because I think from City's point of view they'll want him playing next season and I, I mean obviously we, we haven't seen virtually anything of him so far apart from that little cameo um, so you can't you know would he get in a Premier League Borough team I wouldn't have thought so just just, just on just on, just working out those factors that we do know there's no Premier League experience he's you know, come from an environment that's not nowhere near as competitive he's still very young and raw um, and Borough squad is only going to be squad is only going to be stronger. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just just trying to take a guess. So it's not an informed guess, but a guess. But in the championship, there's a chance he would. I think you know you'd have to think that he must have a lot of talent. There's, there's, everyone's talking him up. So um, and he's still in the England under twenty one yeah, squad. I mean, yeah. if you look so, at the people he's with, and he's still that, getting so up. I think if Borough yeah. don't, I think you're right. I think if Borough went up, I couldn't couldn't see what benefit he'd get from being at the club unless he was going to play between fifteen and twenty games, and that's unlikely. Um, I think City would probably want him to go somewhere where he would play some football get a pre-season with sake of argument Millwall if they don't go up um, you know have a full pre-season with a club in the championship probably a club with a small squad so he's going to get a better chance of playing um, and, and get a really good 12 months of, of, of senior competitive football under his belt to develop as a player so he doesn't do what Lewis Baker's doing at the moment and I think the fact that he was called up this week in the under 21 squad having not played any football mm. shows that he's clearly impressed yeah. when he's been in the yeah. camp previously um, really? just before we wrap up five minutes so, cause it's absolutely freezing in this room <laughs> need a cover just to warm up um, talking of international football Patrick Bamford could be leading the line for the Republic of Ireland scene I found it interesting that he's been talked about replacing Daryl Murphy mm. and it was as though the need a like for like replacement from him Bamford's nothing like Murphy in terms of a, a footballer um, 
obviously it's completely on Bamford and, and, and whether you know he thinks that he, he's got an England future and whether his advisors will just yeah. you know maybe urge him look back off a year if you win promotion to Premier League and do it in the and do it in the Prem you know you had Glenn Murray being touted for an England call this week what, what, what's his thinking at this stage of his career I think he needs to kind of play the waiting game a little bit didn't he make a decision very quickly obviously the Ireland squad for, for this month's friendly has already been and gone so I think it's it's one that he, he's only scored he scored in five consecutive games he needs to certainly do continue his form until the end of the season but if he does that then and, and Borough go up I think then he he has every chance I think of of being in Borough starting eleven in the Premier League if he keeps showing what he he's doing. Um, I spoke to him a couple of years ago and he said that he you know he pointed at the likes of Harry Kane and and Marcus Rashford who obviously he knew from the the twenty one ranks and he kind of said all they all they had was a chance you know they were given a chance you know due to circumstance both of them really and both took it and he's he's clearly believes in his ability that every time he's had a sustained run of form as a number nine he scored goals and you can't really knock that so I understand the, the lure of, of jumping at the chance of being an international footballer but is it completely out of the question that in 18 months two years time Patrick Bamford if he continues the current trajectory is talked about in England terms I don't think you can rule it out quite yet I think if you ask me this question you know a week after Wembley when Borough played Norwich and he was obviously going back, back to uh, Chelsea before moving on to the Premier League um, I'd have said England all the way I think from what I'd seen of him in that season he was a young striker lovely feet good positional sense full of confidence definitely you know he was, he was due to go away with the under 21s wasn't he that summer and he pulled out through injury that, um, that he picked up I think it was the one at Norwich wasn't it in, mm. in, in the run to the playoffs um, so so he asked me that I think now I think it's, I think I can see him throwing his hat in with Ireland I think um, I think you agree with John. I think you know if if all all the ducks get in a row, you know, and he wins promotion, he's playing Premier League football, he'd have a chance of being considered yeah. because the, 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 there's not a huge pot of top quality strikers available to England. But I think he's way behind the likes of Harry Kane, the likes yeah, of Rashford. The is, yeah. yeah, and 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 I think if he's got a chance, you know, what is he now? Is he 23, 24? 24, so, yeah. You know, you kind of think the next Euros um, is you know he's going to be twenty six. Um, I, I, I think he'd be. I think he wouldn't be a daft move, particularly as he's got genuine Irish links. Do, if, does he think? Does he have a genuine chance if Borough do go in the Premier League of being in Borough's Premier League eleven? That's the crux of it, I think, for him in his mind. Because if he well, can he's be never a, played at that level, has he really? Think, you know, the way if, if he continues as he is now for the last nine games, no, that's not to say he's going to score twice mm. every no. game. No. If he continues to score, if he say grabs another six goals now yeah. until the end of the season. He, 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 you would have think he'd have done more than enough in that time yeah. to be given a shot at Premier League football and, yeah. and I just wonder whether his advisors will be saying look um, I know it's a big leap and you've got to do it in the Premier yeah. League consistently but you know a year or so ago a couple of years ago James Tarkowski was playing for Brentford when yeah, he yeah, moved for Burnley, right. Burnley he couldn't get his game no. Nick Pope couldn't get in Burnley's team when, when Tom Heaton was yeah. playing and playing well so so things can change yeah. very quickly that's what John was making wasn't yeah, it I think with Southgate Southgate has shown now whether it's because his hands are tied and the squad at the minute isn't as strong as what it has been previously um Southgate has shown that he will pick players in form. Now I know you could argue the likes of Danny Welbeck and that are out of form, but I think equally the, the inclusion of someone like Welbeck, who hasn't played, no. and when he has mm-hmm. played, he hasn't done anything, would suggest that you know players like Glenn Murray 
and Patrick Bamford if he was to go up and do well then surely maybe might just look and think I might have half a chance and I do think if Bamford had played in the Irish kind of you set up all the way through under 21s he would have had much a much more a, a, you know greater affiliation with Ireland at the minute clearly he made a decision at under 18 level where actually no I'm going to leave the Ireland camp and go through the England you so so I do think his is you know without speaking to him and asking him about it I think his main affiliation will be England and I think he'll look at his his form and he'll look at the players that he used to rub shoulders with in the, is in he the younger age groups. By the way, is he definitely? Yeah, yeah it's his maternal grandparents. No, but he's played twenty-one football for England, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. No, he's. Well, I, yeah. I think. I but think. Martin O'Neill said, hasn't he, that he yeah. Yeah. said that he's been and watched. Him. I think he'll be in no rush whatsoever. He won't. I I, think, the I first thing he'll say is that he, he needs to do it for Borough. He's only scored in five. You know, yeah. he, he's been excellent in recent weeks, but actually a month ago he was on the verge of being out of the team. Would have even dreamt of asking that so, question a month ago. Oh, yeah. He'd be laughed at. Yeah. But yeah. and that and that's but the point. It's still it's a huge, huge, once again, huge what ability he has got. Exactly. It, when you see him on form, you just think that he's got nearly everything. Mm. Well, Pulis talks about how technically. I mean, his finishes at Sunderland. This kind of the swoosh of the left foot is just. And some of the finishes he did in fourteen fifteen, you look at them and think, I haven't finish. seen a championship yeah. striker do that in a while. The manner of his goals. They are international class finish like you say scored at the championship level but they are the kind of finishes you see from top strikers internationally the, the ability to switch feet or to turn quickly and sharply in the wrong foot a defender you know the, the, I still go back to the goal at Derby in the, in the, in the 2014-15 season the, the lovely way he latched onto the Tomlin through ball and, and, and just found the space and put it away you can't teach that, that that's instinctive that you know that's God given and, and when you've got that element to your game you've got a chance and I think the key thing with him He's always he needs a manager who believes yeah. in him. How do you how do you think Bamford improves? What what does he? I mean, clearly uh, he needs to be get a little bit tougher. I think and more kind of physically imposing. But I think he's more humble now, isn't he, than he was? I think he's, yeah. he's admitted himself that you know he did have he did have a little bit of delusions of grandeur when you know when he was twenty twenty one. He thought he was you know going to probably just seamlessly. You know, leave Borough, go to the Premier League. As you would have after yeah, winning yeah, the championship. Yeah, no, no, we all said that would probably happen. He would have a great season on loan, say at Crystal Palace, and then go back to Chelsea. And by now, he remember be playing in the first team at Chelsea. And I think if you put that scenario to him, he'd say, "Oh yeah, that's what I want." And I think now he's a little bit more realistic. He's a bit more humble. He's had a really tough couple of years. I think he understands that football is a game you can't take it for granted. It can kick you in the teeth in a millisecond. And I think he's probably, you know, I'm really pleased for him, you know, that he's got these goals because, and the way he's got them, because he's, he's what he has done is prove a lot of his doubt is wrong. Millwall winger Jed Wallace name checked um, Bamford and, and uh, Alexander Mitrovic as the two form players in the division, as they are. Uh, obviously, Borough, Borough wanted Mitrovic in January, didn't get him. Who, who, who would you rather have leading the line for Borough at the minute, Bamford or Mitrovic? Oh, God, what a question that is. I think Mitrovic is more suited to Pulis's style, and I do think that Boris, if Mitrovic was at Borough, Borough's style would have been you know, more what we saw at the beginning of the Pulis reign, much more direct. But I do think that Borough's style has tweaked a little bit for the better, not having you know the the aerial frontman up front. I'm gonna, I don't know in terms of the question you just asked though I mean I, I think that ba- I think that Bamford is a fantastically gifted I'm, footballer I'm happy with Bamford I'm sticking yeah. yeah I think he's, I think the thing is, is his attitude's good at the moment he's, he's still in the business there isn't, a, there isn't a striker in the championship at the moment that I want to swap him for and you, you talk about um, being maybe he's a soccer obviously at Leeds he, well, he, <laughs> he looked the business didn't he <laughs> with his tights on you, you talk about being, being um, you know being fortunate of circumstance you remember Stuart Downing when mm. he burst through mm. moving ball 
goals ending in the middle and him getting his chance and he may well be remembered at Bamford and, 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 and Gestead and, and taking his opportunity like if Gestead was fit tomorrow he'd be playing yeah. But would he? Now? No, not now. No, but if he'd never saying, got his injury, if, if he'd never got his injury, if he, if he, if he walked in the, you know, he got the all clean tomorrow, say it'd only be a three week oh, injury. Oh, Bamford's got to start. Mm. Now. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. You know, Bamford's in the team on merit. He has to stay there. And if you know, if he finishes the season in this kind of form, um, he, he's got to be the stick on for the start of next season. As he's, a, he's just a much better footballer. What we're than telling about there. Bamford was that he said that his time, certainly <laughs> the start of the season under, under Monk, but also you know, under Pulisic to a lesser degree, was that he learned an awful lot being out of that starting eleven and, and things kind of hammered home. And you just wonder um, whether Brits on Belonga can, you know, they're very close friends. Whether Son Belonga can take a leaf out of Bamford's book here and, and use the disappointment of being out of the eleven as a positive emotion, because clearly you can do that and you can learn a lot from not being in the eleven as well. I think that'll do us because my teeth are chattering. It is absolutely <laughs> freezing in this room. We need to get the boiler on. Get over Iceland. Yeah, the heat ground when we do it next week. Excellent. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Jono. Do join us for our coverage this weekend. We're obviously on the blog from Griffin Park from about one o'clock, and hopefully from about five, we'll be talking about Patrick Bamford scoring again. Yeah. Cheers.